Hello and welcome to When Worldviews Collide, a radio series led by Pastor Barbara Holmes Brackett on the differences between Christian and socialistic worldview. How are you doing today, Barb? Well, well. Okay, because uh, today we are going into our uh, next portion of our law segment. And uh, specifically, we're going to be asking the question, how do we know what God's law is? We kind of delineated back and forth between what law is and the different types of law that people have uh, tried to make. But uh, how do we know what the right, good Christian law is? God's law, are they're unchanging. And they're either general and visible through nature or very specific. And the very specific part is the word of God. He is very clear about what he wants and what he does not want in our actions and the way we think. Right. So there's this kind of, I think that the proper term for it is general revelation. But what is that more in depth? The way when we look at the, when we look at the world around us and we observe, we get to know what, what the general, the general process of interacting with others consists of. Right. And God gave us, every single human being, the ability to reason and the ability to experience the physical world around us. And that kind of communicates some things about what he's like. For instance, we talked about how God is a God of order. And um, people who think that the world is chaos are insane (laughs) if they look at the world. Well, that's kind of our opinion. (laughs) We may differ in that thought, but that's true. If 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 you see design... There, by definition, has to be a designer. And we see design in every aspect of creation. Mm. It, it, it boggles my mind to read about quantum physicists who are having, having a, oh my goodness, there has to be a God moment. When they look and see how the, how the universe works down to minute aspects of it and realize this couldn't have, it, there was no way this could have happened. I've heard I've heard a pastor say you have to have a lot of faith to think that nobody did this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, you have to have a religious like belief in science to think that this could have just like just happened. Poofed, you yeah. know? Mine yeah. was I think when when I had a biology class and I had to dissect a pig. And um so you got to really like you got to handle the organs and everything and I'm like, "Oh my god, like every mammal that's on the face of the earth has generally the same anatomy and that repeats every single time with each pig with each you know with each animal with each person and everybody comes to that they they everyone comes to a realization that this could not have just happened there has to be some someone who is orchestrating it all right and then when we kind of look at that in the context of of law uh, we see that nature itself follows specific laws. Can you, like, name a couple off the top of your head you think about? Nature follows specific laws. Well, the seasons. Mm-hmm. There there were times, Solomon put it quite nicely, there's times to reap and there's time to sow. So these these laws of, of nature are very, very evident. Right. And we have, um, we're able to make our own laws and theories based on the consistency of those laws actually happening, like the law of gravity. And um, and I hated physics in high school, but they said that uh, everything on Earth falls at the exact same maximum rate. 
I think it negative nine point eight. I think it is meters per second. I think is what it is. That is the fastest anything can fall, no matter how big it is. And that's insane. All, and, and there's all reasons for why that's a maximum because there's air. Right. <laughs> oh, aren't you glad that there was air? Yeah. Th- there's everything works in a very precision like way. Mm-hmm. Literally looking at a muscle and realizing there's an engine in there. Mm. And and how does that come about? It's just it's just it's amazing. And there are even like um my mom and I were talking about birds and how a lot of species actually can find the exact place to the mile that they migrated from when they go back and forth between, you know, the winter and the, and the fall, it's like, wow, they know exactly where they're going. They do. Yeah. They do. And then, and then there is the law that God gave us in, in his word, mm. which and is it, a special revelation. That's special revelation. Exactly. Right. And we have, and we have that and it gives us exactly what to do because we run into situations with each other by which we we have to have a standard an absolute standard mm. and he shows us examples of good laws and examples of bad laws good governments and bad governments but i think best of all too he gives us the template for law which is the 10 commandments in the old testament exactly exactly and the fact that they are in the by the most part negative gives us rights too Right. And that's an important thing. We have the we have the right to follow or not follow, and that's going to depend on a, our relationship with him. Mm. There are when when I when I work as a CPA, there's a lot of times that even pastors are kind of reticent about, do I have to do this? Is it why is that? And my response to them is, well, do you drive on the right side of the road? There are some things that are for your safety. And that help you rather than looking at a, at a law all the time as if it were a, a constriction, an inordinate constriction on you. So there were, t- there were times when we have to realize that these, these laws actually have their basis in a biblical paradigm, that there needs to be order mm. in order for us to be able to get along with each other. And the other thing is we're not perfect and we tend to default when when we're in a crisis especially we tend to default to our human humanness mm. and that's that's often bad i've been reading a a dialogue about well actually it's a summary about the book that william wilberforce wrote he is he is the man who worked his entire political career to stop slavery in england and 3 days before he died they passed a law making slavery illegal in England, and he got to see it. How how great is that? <laughs> and, but but his his summarization. He came to Christ, and he, he completely changed everything in his life. And he realized that it was impossible to make a law and have a government that would be the way Christ would have it without people having him. If if we will always, when we do not have the constraints of the Lord inside of us, that 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 thing that says that's not good, and why do you want to do it? That consciousness of His of Him, that we default to selfishness, and selfishness becomes greed. Mm. And when I, I've seen I've seen the propensity for that in studying his studying history over and over again, that 
without without the reason to say love your neighbor love your neighbor because sometimes your neighbor's not lovable <laughs> i have great neighbors actually yeah but sometimes your neighbors are not lovable and so we're we're supposed to love one another which causes us to t- stop being so selfish and selfish causes us to sin which then causes the necessity for law so you you should not do this there are absolutes jesus christ is the absolute and i really have enjoyed looking at william wilberforce's work and to see how his salvation through uh, and and alliance with isaac newton caused him to be able to change the world mm. imagine imagine going to work every day and your work will literally change the world for Christ, not against him. Mm. I'm liking that. <laughs> so then how does uh, how does the Holy Spirit fit into this idea of of law and of morality? He warns us when we're about to break it. Mm. A, a, a pastor's wife explained to me one time, Holy Spirit at first will will say, oh, that wasn't the right thing to do. Then pretty soon as you listen to him more and more, He'll stop you in in the middle of mm. what you're to do. And then when you really become close, he'll stop you before you start to make the wrong decision. And that's so true. The more the more we have intimacy with God and are able to listen to the Holy Spirit, and, and when we become a Christian, he takes residence within us. He's constantly warning. I can remember going to back out of a parking lot at it i was doing an audit in providence and the holy spirit said stop like within myself i heard stop now it was not illegal for me to keep going (laughs) and and i could see in the natural i could see no reason for me to not keep going Mm. but i put on the brakes and then about two seconds later a little child came came with his hot wheels Mm. exactly in the path of my car what if I had not listened to that still small voice that said stop when it made no sense for me to stop? Right. Yeah, that imagine, would have been awful. Imagine. And I've, I've, I've been so grateful to Holy Spirit since that day especially, but obviously before that as well. But to, that child's life was saved because I heard Holy Spirit say one word, stop. Mm. So then when we're looking at at God's law and how we can discover it for ourselves, how do you think, what, what is the root of socialism's belief then in law? How are socialists uh, able or capable of making law? What's their root? Their root is themselves. I am the law. The government is the law. And so therefore there's no kind of no skin in the game. Mm-hmm. They um, and, and, and that example is really, really great. There would be there would be all kinds of excuses made as to why that was OK, not not listening to maybe that consciousness of God inside of me and not stopping. Mm. And but but if you stop and think, if you are the law, if you if you absolutely have the right to decide for yourself what's right and wrong, and nobody can say anything different at any level, that makes chaos. And that makes 
that makes a horrible society. It would just be, it would just be who's out for, who can I, I can get the most or I want to beat them. And this inordinate competition between people that would even go to the point of killing. And Which is where the self- selfishness comes in. Absolutely. And that, and, and I, the, you know, I kind of was surprised when I saw the word selfish. I said, well, gee, that seems fairly malign. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it's the worst thing in the whole world because that's, that people can tend to be selfish. But if it's given full reign, it's terrible. Right. And so now that we can know how to delineate God's law from mankind's law through general and special revelation, next week we're going to talk about specifically the five precepts of God's law that those two avenues have revealed to us uh, as we've studied them over the centuries and over the millennia. So thank you so much for uh, tuning in to our segment this week. You can catch us same time, same place next week as we venture further into God's law. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Bye now.